Welcome, Gender Conscious Friends. I'm your host, Fate Zay. My pronouns are they, he, she, and I'm so glad the simulation brought you here today. This is Our Lives, Gender Included, where I and another gender conscious friend talk about things found in everyday life and how gender, if at all, affects those topics. This episode's topic is autism, but before I intro our guest, I gotta get the important stuff out of the way. First of all, thank you to all of my listeners and everyone who helps make this podcast possible, including our very first sponsor on Anchor, Danielle M. Thank you so much for deciding to financially support this podcast. Also, if you could, please, please, please rate and review the podcast if the platform that you're using so enables it. It is super helpful for podcasts to get them seen and hopefully get me more ads because I have reached the required 50 listeners on Anchor and we'll be able to be doing ads soon, which is really cool. Also, if you're into the social media thing, all the links will be on my website, lyricallyfate.wixsite.com which will be in the description down below. It has all of my social media links on the first page, my TikTok, which I use a lot, my Insta, which I'm getting into using more, my Twitter, where I made my first original tweet, <laughs> my YouTube, which I have been using more, my podcast right here. If you would like to share the podcast with your friends, there's a link right there. My wish list, if you want to get me a present. My Patreon, if you'd like to support me in exchange for different benefits. And soon, a Redbubble link where you'll be able to buy my art on different items. And with that, on with the episode. So this is our gender conscious friend, Theo. So to start off, I'm just going to have you like go through your gender journey, kind of like, like how you got to where you are right now. Yes. So for the majority of my life up until about eighth grade, I saw myself as a, as a cis girl, but I was very self-conscious just like of my, like of my body and of my face and of my personality Mm -hmm. and part of that was the way that I was raised but I realized later down the line that I you know am trans so (laughs) (laughs) in about eighth grade I realized that I was trans but I thought I was a trans man which was not correct Uh um but I came out to a ton of people I came out to extended family I came out to my immediate family I came out to my friends and my mom was not a big fan of that and she she was like no you're not I know you better than anyone else not true uh and you're not trans this isn't who you are and I got really tired of it so I went back into the closet and then I was like oh well maybe I was wrong maybe I'm not a boy like she successfully gaslighted me oh god (laughs) thinking that I'm actually not trans and then I I felt that way for about three years. So freshman, uh, sophomore, junior year of high school, and then partway into quarantine in my junior year, I made this friend group and they were all very supportive. And I was surrounded by, you know, healthy trans people. And I realized that I'm not, in fact, a cis girl <laughs> hmm. and I am uh 
trans non-binary. That's great. Um, So this episode's topic is autism. Would you like to maybe just tell me a little bit about your experience with it? Well, I've had it my whole life, uh, (laughs) but I only fully realized that I had it after doing like three years worth of research, four years maybe worth of research, like deep diving into the symptoms and like how to recognize them and how they affected me in my life and the the signs from an early age and how it affects me now. And uh, I also have like, you know, a lot of people in my friend group are autistic Mm -hmm. and they also helped me by like sharing their experiences with me and, you know, explaining how it affected them and Mm -hmm. the ways that we were similar in that way. Yeah. I didn't have a giant friend group. Uh, and uh, of like people who were autistic mostly just when my sister got diagnosed and I was like researching it to try to like figure out how to like help her I was like hmm this is this is very familiar Um, (laughs) and that was how old is she that was like six years ago and I only this past year have been like, yeah, I probably have autism. Yeah. And it's, it sucks that I like figured it out, but like didn't really go with it. But it's because yeah. of that like stigma around self-diagnosing. Yeah. It's really unhealthy, the stigma around self-diagnosis, especially considering the amount of people who don't have a supportive family who are willing to like open themselves up to having a disabled child or family member and how expensive it is to get a diagnosis even if you do have people who are willing to help you yeah just like how restrictive the diagnosis can be for certain things like you can't like adopt kids or get certain jobs like yeah by getting a formal diagnosis it closes a lot of paths and opportunities for you which is very unfortunate. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's horrible about it is. It's like, I sort of want one. Like, I don't, it'd just be validating, I think. Yeah. Just like to formally know that partially that you're right about mm-hmm. it. And also that, um, that like, you know, for sure what's going on. Yeah. Also, though, the trouble with that is sometimes you go there to get one diagnosis and you get a diagnosis for something else because the doctors don't know you as well as you know yourself. Yeah, they don't know you. And, you know, the the process for getting diagnosed is anyone who isn't a young boy Yeah, is like so grueling. Yeah, that that's the stereotype is so horrible. Yeah. It just, it makes it this one very small little box. Yeah. And it makes it very hard for anybody else to possibly get a diagnosis. Yeah. And the amount of people who are like, like, like autism moms who are like, oh, well, you're nothing like my son who's autistic, my six-year-old son who is autistic. Like, yeah, I'm a grown person. Yeah. (laughs) Of course I'm not. And it's a spectrum. That's why it's called ASD autistic spectrum like yeah it's just hard for a lot of people to like 
wrap their heads around the fact that it can be different than the way that they see, especially if they've never met a person who is autistic and they've only seen like TV. So like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert Grape or like Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. Oh my God. The, The Sheldon thing. Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm more autistic, like a uh, dipper from Gravity Falls. Yeah. <laughs> Not like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. I think, I think I'm probably like Suki from Gilmore Girls. Mm. She, she is great at food and she is so obsessed with food and it's amazing. And it's, she's very clearly a little bit autistic. <laughs> I usually have like an entire, like, catalog of characters who I identify as autistic in the same way that I am but now that I'm like trying to think of examples I can't think of anymore me neither that's like bothering me now (laughs) this always happens and then I'll be like oh this character but it's my OC so no one can agree with me yeah or like five days later I'll think of seven and I'll be like why didn't I say that why couldn't I think of that on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I also think it's really interesting the amount of um, autistic people who identify as non-binary and the amount of non-binary people who are autistic because it's a lot like it's a lot (laughs) yeah the like what it's called like neuroqueer or something like that like that I love that It's, it's it's especially funny because a lot of the diagnoses are only like very specific white boy and yeah they don't take into account women or the fact that a lot of autistic people are like gender queer or gender non-conforming yeah and I love it I love every time like I meet somebody who is autistic and also like non-binary or something yeah just because it's like it's like yep we're part of the club we're cooler than everybody else (laughs) we are the same but also different yeah and like not in a way that's like like you're bullying me for it you know like we're same and different but like we're friends yeah like you get it yeah (laughs) it's it's very difficult trying to explain my gender to someone who isn't neurodivergent because uh or at the very least gender non-conforming because like it's very it doesn't make any sense you know mm-hmm. and it's very helpful to also be like you know like that thing and like they're like yeah no totally and I'm like thank god thank god you get it <sighs> literally who knows how awkward it would have been if you didn't understand yeah like when you try to explain things to neurotypical people and they're like what I've never dealt with that in my life and you're like oh shit man that was so that never made any sense to me when like I was like on TikTok and like seeing a bunch of those like uh autistic people talking to neurotypical people because I don't know any neurotypical people like I don't yeah. interact with them some people are like what do you mean you don't do this I'm like everybody I know does this what are you talking about yeah are there are there, are there people who don't hear the buzzing of the refrigerator like what do you what are you talking about Are there people who don't hear the entire house all the time? Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. Not everybody's super awkward for no reason and has to like explain why they're super awkward for five minutes before they have a conversation. Yeah. Really? (laughs) 
what? <laughs> I'm like, everybody in my family and all of my friends do it. So I think you're lying. <laughs> what do you mean you don't get spoken phrases stuck in your head? Oh my God. That's one that I can't understand. Like, like with stimming and with um, people who don't get spoken phrases stuck in their head. Mm-hmm. Like, how? what? <laughs> They're like, no, I get like, songs and melodies stuck in my head but I never get spoken phrases what do you mean you don't get that one that one clip of uh Derma saying he's gonna chop someone up in a meat grinder stuck in your head <laughs> yeah I get TikTok sounds stuck in my head so often oh my gosh then I'm just like walking around the house just like repeating them just like to myself for no reason yeah yeah do you have one like stuck in your head right now Ooh. um I did earlier. It was a it was a phrase in Brazilian Portuguese because I also speak Brazilian Portuguese. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I started um, learning it because it's my partner's first language. Oh, cool. Uh, they they they're fluent in English. I just thought it'd be nice for us to both speak Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. But it was I I can't remember what it is anymore. Have you have you heard the Garfield sound on TikTok? Which one? There's so many. I have so many Garfield mutuals. My best friend's nickname has been Garfield like since I met them, which There's was like three where, years ago. Uh, he's like, oh, Garfield, the cable's out. He's like, why isn't this thing working? Yes. Garfield, did you hear me? The cable's out. <laughs> he's like, Garfield, What's listen with to me thing? carefully. The cable is out. The cable? The cable is out. <laughs> I just been like Garfield listen to me carefully the cable is, is out out just all day just all day <laughs> it's such a good one oh man so when you were like researching that you were autistic do you recommend mm-hmm. any like sites or like things you read uh I can't remember any of the sites in particular off of the top of my head, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But it's it was like a, a collection of like a ton of different websites and mm-hmm. talking to people that I know that are autistic who either have a diagnosis or figured it out long before me uh, yeah. about their experiences. So uh, above all, I would recommend if you can find anyone who uh you who is autistic or who you like yeah just who is autistic <laughs> or <laughs> uh to talk to them about their experiences and how it affects them because I can't really remember any of the sites off the top of my head uh I will say don't read sites written by neurotypical people about autism mm-hmm. because or even just like allistic people because yeah. they don't they don't understand <laughs> Yeah, they can they can think they understand, but unless you've lived it, it's just not the same. Yeah, I I like started looking in like those like mom Facebook groups that I should I should not of. <laughs> oh, not the autism moms. It was just like the first thing because like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna help my sister, and like at first I was like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> this seems uh interesting yeah 
and then I just started reading more like actual articles from like different hospitals and shit. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't think of any of the ones off the top of my head either from like when I first started reading, but I do know like a year ago, uh, somebody who made a website it's called like embrace autism. It has a lot of like autism, like tests and just like the signs in not only boys, but also girls, which yeah. you don't usually find. Um, and that too, I also took a lot of tests. Yeah. Like, like online. Yeah. Like a lot, <laughs> like a bunch of the like random ones were like, maybe you might be. And I'm like, maybe. I was like, I have to be sure. I can't just take one and then think that's my answer. I have to take all of them that I can get my hands on. Yep, pretty much. And they were all like, you're definitely autistic. And I was like, "Mm, one more just to be sure. Yeah. Every time it was just one more. Like maybe this, maybe these ones are all wrong. Maybe like the the freaking 20 that I've already taken are all wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but that website was really helpful. Um, I did, I did like that. It's like I think at least one of the people who helped make the website is autistic. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure about how many of the other people who did, but like the one person who's like prominently got like a little cartoon figure on the website. Like they're supposed to represent the one person who made the website who has autism. So I did like that. Mm. And it's always good to make sure that at least, at least one of the people on the team that helped with the thing is autistic. Yeah. One thing that really bothers me is the amount of people who say, oh, well, everyone seems to be autistic this day- these days. There's no way that you're autistic. It's just a trend to say that you are. Uh... Like, uh, it's no, it's just more people are figuring it out because there's a much more accessible like way to find out and there's a ton of people who are gathered together on the internet because the internet makes meeting people very convenient yeah the internet makes like finding that community so much easier yeah and like being able to actually talk to people in that community as opposed to like even like 30 years ago you could find people in that community but they'd probably be harder to reach out to Mm -hmm. yeah like if they were like you could find the community, but they were all like in a specific group you had to join and you had to be in that city where now you can join from literally anywhere. Yeah. Which is amazing. And I wish that people would stop saying, oh, well, it's just a trend. Like, no, it's just a lot easier to figure it out now. Yeah. The internet is very helpful also if you're autistic, because like it is very hard to make friends in real life. It is. I don't, I don't understand neurotypicals. It's very. Neither do I. I, I always love the meme whenever I see like autism memes where they're talking about how like neurotypical people just do not say what they mean at all, ever. They don't. It's like a secret language that you're supposed to decipher and it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And they're like, you're just supposed to know the rules. And I'm like, I, but I don't know the rules. No one taught me the rules. Yeah. It's like, there is no book. Could you, could you write it down for me? And also, could you tell me all of the exceptions? Because I know also sometimes these things don't, they're not always the rule. Mm -hmm. You guys make these rules and then don't always follow the rules. 
yeah like when do the rules apply and when do they not and they're like you're just supposed to know well I don't know I saw this I saw this TikTok earlier and it was someone saying you should never lie and they were like oh cool I'll tell the truth and then the person was like whoa why are you always telling the truth sometimes it hurts people's feelings and they're like but lying's bad and they're like yeah but sometimes you have to lie and they're like so when do when do I know when to lie? And they're like, you'll know. And they're like, no. I won't. I won't know, actually. <laughs> Definitely very confusing. Yeah. They make it so hard to be friends with them. Which is why the internet's great. Because now it's like I can join a group where like everybody's obsessed with Gilmore Girls. And yeah. like, I can very easily suss out the people who are some type of neurodivergent and just be friends with them Mm -hmm. like the people who are like oh yeah I love this show I watch it every once in a while and the people are like I have lived and breathed these seven seasons for like the past 10 years I'm like yep you Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) and there's also like neurotypical people can like the same things that I like but they'll never like it the same way that I do oh or my friends like like slashers and just like horror media in general has been my special interest for a really long time mm-hmm. I got into D&D a few years ago that became a special interest mm-hmm. and it's like I love these things so much that it is literally a part of my personality and people yeah. are like well you this thing is a part of your personality it is mm-hmm. <laughs> it absolutely is yeah yeah, like I used to I used to like get in fights with people in Facebook groups because like I had watched the show so many times that I knew everything and people would just be like, I wonder why this is. And I'd be like, did you even watch it? <laughs> did you even watch the show? I remember I was in a Facebook group for Glee back when I liked Glee. Uh-huh. Which I still do, and I'm sorry. It's 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 okay. It's one of my sins. I forgive you. I, I can't get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but somebody was talking about Rachel's dads, and in the first season, she has this picture of like two dads, and one is black and one is white. Mm-hmm. And then later in the show, you see that she has like two white dads. Oh. And everybody's like, oh, my God, a plot hole. I'm like, you guys are idiots. You don't even remember that one thing she said in season two about her dad's breaking up over something about the furniture. Like they were arguing about interior design. And that's probably why she has a different dad. And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, watch it. Watch it. I'm like looking for a clip. I'm like looking for a clip to show people. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's there. Watch this episode. It'll tell you all you need to know. I was like so obsessed and I would like be fighting with people over like tiny little details that like nobody would have remembered Mm -hmm. but it was like so important to me but I remember exactly but also I have terrible memory um I don't know how I remember all of these tiny little things but like I can't remember all of my childhood it's horrible yeah same I would like to remember some things, uh, useful yes. things, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the traumatic stuff, I would like to remember some some good things. There are a couple like core memories that I have. Like uh, at my old preschool, one time we went on, um, like, like a 
oh my god what's it called uh, a field trip no like a a scavenger hunt mm. oh my goodness we went on a scavenger hunt for like dragon eggs and bits of like fairy dust and stuff like that and I very very vividly remember finding this one dragon egg and it's like that memory will never leave my brain (laughs) but there's also a lot of very traumatic stuff that I remember that I will not talk about (laughs) but my dad is not a great person and that's what I'll say (laughs) yeah and there's a lot of that that I remember that I wish I didn't yeah like why couldn't I remember like going going like camping or yeah (laughs) stuff like that so glad that I remember every single song that they sang in Glee could could I maybe remember my eighth birthday I don't know (laughs) something could I maybe even remember just like a mundane day from when I was like 10 yeah any day from like 10 I don't I don't either Oh my god. (laughs) I don't remember like anything from before fifth grade and even like from fifth grade to eighth grade it's like spotty. Yeah. Yeah, I remember third grade my second time around. Um and a bit of fourth and fifth grade. And then sixth and seventh grade, because that was traumatic. Uh, Yeah. Only because I think everybody else there knew that I was probably autistic, and I just Mm -hmm. didn't, which is so ridiculous that they can always tell before weekend. It's it's very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, But they could probably tell. And I was done giving them, like, answers like I was very into school when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was done giving them answers so they were just like all right guess we're just going to bully this person then so like sixth and seventh grade was rough sixth and seventh grade like actually all of middle school was was like super rough for me because um being autistic and having ADHD uh I do actually have a diagnosis for ADHD, by the way. I've had one since like second grade, Mm -hmm. which makes some of the stuff that my mother has said over the past few years very, very, uh, it's, yeah. Very (laughs) colorful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, what the hell, man? Like you knew since second grade and you still denied for like three years that I have it. Uh. I was like, hey, I'm struggling in school and this is probably the source of it. And she's like, no, you couldn't have that. But apparently she's known since second grade. Ugh. Anyway, uh, I was talking about something else before this. Have Oh, yeah. Having ADHD and autism. I was I was so, so into anime. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. It was the only thing I would ever talk about like anime and cartoons and certain video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had just moved to a new school uh, where everyone knew each other since like kindergarten. Oh no. And, and then I was the new kid and no one knew me. 
And their introduction to me was me being extremely autistic about anime, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which they did not take kindly to. Yeah. Uh, So that was a lot of bullying for about three, four years, because I think I got there in uh, fifth grade. So about four years of that. And then we went on to high school and a lot of them went to the same high school as me. And then they became the popular kids at my high school. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, by then, like I went to a pretty big high school, so Mm -hmm. I didn't have to associate with them at all. Yeah. And they didn't even have to think about me, which Mm -hmm. was good. Because a lot of them went into like humanities and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was... I went into the normal classes. Yeah. It's very hard to get into school if one of my interests aren't in it now. Mm-hmm. Like when I was younger, my interest was school. So it was like, yeah, no, I'm totally down for this. But like as I got older and like I started to become interested in more things, mm-hmm. it was very hard to stay interested in school. Yeah. Like, I loved art class because one of my interests is art, but, like, not enough because, like, it was like, yeah, you're in art class, but you have to draw this thing for a grade. Yeah. Not like you can just draw. Yeah. You have to do this with this very, very specific criteria. And if you change even a single thing or get even a single thing, quote unquote, wrong, uh, you're going to suffer for it. Yep. And if you turn stuff in, like, not on time. Mm-hmm. You're going to suffer for it. My art teacher, my freshman year, wouldn't let me turn things in early. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there couldn't be any white space at all on the entire page or canvas. And he would have us do like these massive pieces of paper. And I was like, I can't draw on this scale, That's so <laughs> especially crazy. in like these two days time that you've given me to do it. Yeah. I I had more trouble like turning it in on time because it was art so like I'd be like I am gonna figure out how to make this me no matter what this like (laughs) what this project is I remember when I first got to high school we were drawing like still lifes Uh so like everybody was like drawing like the random objects that the teacher put out on the table Mm -hmm. and I instead looked at the kid across from me and just drew him while he was drawing drawing things and like it wasn't it wasn't a bad picture. Like it, it looked pretty close to him, but the teacher was like, that's not what I told you to do. Yeah. I was like he was still, that is life. Um, <laughs> What's the problem here? I was like, I followed the rules. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, for one, have a problem with like doing things in not a lot of, like lines and not putting in a ton of detail into things Mm. so I would we had like still lives where we would have to draw for a minute and then immediately stop and switch to another thing oh no but it was like antlers with coat hangers on them and I was like that's so fucking cool (laughs) so I was like I have to get all the detail on the antlers and like now I'm better at drawing fast but Mm -hmm. That's because it was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I, don't, I don't like to draw yeah. fast. I love to put little details in. Like, I will just go in and, like, 
put these little scratches on the grass. Like I'm just so extra yeah. for no reason. And I like, love drawing slow. Yeah. But like now I can do it faster if if I have to. Yeah, if I have to. Yeah. But like I like if I'm working I on love. a commission or an art creator or something. Mm-hmm. Like I'll still take my time with it, but mm-hmm. I'll try to get it done as fast as possible just because I want them to see it so bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't do commissions mostly just because I'm a little insecure about my art, but I have gotten commissions from people. And like, whenever they like show me, I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. How did you do that so quickly? Yeah. My friend bought me something off of my Amazon wish list recently and commissioned me to um, uh, draw the clown in their profile picture, baking a cake while smoking a blunt. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that here, but um, I think it's fine. Okay, cool. Uh, and I thought that was lovely. And the thing that they bought me off of my Amazon wish list was Lil John's cookbook from Crook to Cook, which I was so excited about because I love cooking and baking mm-hmm. so much. That's awesome. Yeah. I usually just take commissions from friends. I I usually don't take commissions from strangers, but if someone were to reach out and be like, Hey, I really love your art. Can I, can I pay you to draw something for me? I'd be like, hell yeah, you can. You're like, wow, really? Um, yeah. You really want to do that for me? Wow. Okay. But so far it's yet to happen. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe. maybe now, maybe somebody would be like, wait a second. Wait a second, that art in their profile picture? <laughs> okay, so before we say goodbye, I have two games for you. The first one is, would you give them a queer happy ending? Yay! So when you sent in your form, you sent in a list of five TV shows you like to watch. And I picked one character from two of the TV shows and I'm just going to tell you each one and you would tell me if you give them a queer happy ending and what it would be. So the first one is Black Star from Soul Eater. Yes, I would give him a queer happy ending. <laughs> I personally had Canon Black Star as a uh like like a demi romantic uh, uh, oh my goodness, demi-romantic bisexual trans man. Nice. So I would give him his queer happy ending by allowing him to, you know, like get all of the surgeries that he needs to feel more comfortable in his body and um, to not feel pressure to mm-hmm. find someone to settle down with. But mm-hmm. if he does find someone that he gets to have that with them. Okay. And then the second one is Water Baby from Centaur World. Yes. I had given Water Baby uh, as a lesbian. And I think that she should find a beautiful other centaur, some some sort of centaur, whether it be like another hippotar or just just anyone that maybe she's a, maybe in. a bear tar <laughs> maybe a bear tar but someone else who's like as magical as her to to settle down with and to 
you know, find that, find that happy ending with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second game, this game is called, does it give you gender envy? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell you a random thing. Like I literally just pick like three random things and you can just tell me yes or no, if it gives you gender envy. And if you'd like to explain, then you can, if not, you don't have to. Okay. So the first one is an all black hydro flask. Hmm. No, I don't think so. No, no. Just because like, I, I need something to have like a ton of like little accessories and more form than just a cylinder (laughs) to give me gender envy. Okay. Number two is a rabbit. Mm -hmm. Is there anything particular about the rabbit? No, just any rabbit. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and then number three is a melted candle. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I can't explain exactly why, but you get it. Yeah, I get it. And we, I'm sure plenty we, we of get the listeners. And I'm sure plenty of the listeners will get it. But Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Do you you have having me? Do you have anything you want to promote? Um if anyone listening is very into Undertale or Deltarune, I have an Undertale Deltarune shitpost account called uh the Yeet Queet, (laughs) T-H-E-Y-E-E-T-Q-U-E-E-T. Uh, and I'll give a little bit of quick backstory on that because people always ask, like, how did you come up with your username? That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because when I originally got TikTok, I really wanted the username, the Yeet Queen, <sighs> but that was taken. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just make it rhyme with the Yeet Queet. <laughs> and then like, I I couldn't think of a, a Discord username when I first got Discord. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just use this. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> then it kind of caught on and it became my nickname in a lot of different servers. Well, I wasn't in a lot of different servers. I was in like three servers, but it caught on there. And I was like, I like this as a nickname. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I don't want to change it. Yeah. I'll also put it in the description down below so people will be able to visually see it. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a lovely night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you again to Theo for joining me on the topic of autism. Our Lives, Gender Included is created by Fate Say, hosted by Fate Say, edited by Fate Say, and produced by Fate Say, and now partially financially produced by Danielle M on Anchor. To access my socials, you can go to my website, lyricallyfate.wixsite.com It will be a link down in the description and you'll find the links to all of my socials I have. And if you click the support page, you can support me financially via a one-time donation on my PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo. 
or you can subscribe to Anchor, or you can subscribe to Patreon at the various tiers I offer for different benefits. And very soon, you will be able to purchase my art on Redbubble. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day in the simulation.